everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 118. Today we're going to be continuing our Francis Ford Coppola Corner section with another new movie from Francis Ford Coppola in the timeline of films that he made from beginning 10 that we started last week. We've had some pretty positive uh, feedback on it. Uh, then we're going to be doing the new Kenneth Branagh directed film sequel to uh, Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile. Without further ado, let's jump into the Francis Ford Coppola Corner. All right, guys. So if you're new to the uh, podcast here, this is our section where we are. It's kind of our little side project where we are reviewing Francis Ford Coppola's films starting from 1963, pretty much all the way to, I want to say 2000, mid 2000s. I thought uh, we were going until we finish all his wine. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> every time we do it as well, me and Marco are indulging yourself. This week we are mm. drinking another rosé mm-hmm. from him. This is the Diamond oh, yeah. Collection Rosé of Pinon, Pin, uh, Pinot Noir. God, I can't speak English. I, I believe Pinot. in you. Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. Jesus Christ. Thank you. It's hitting me hard, boys and girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't get world things done, so I can't even speak English anymore. So last, uh, last podcast, we did his first film, uh, first big film at least, Dementia 13. And uh, this week, we will be doing his... I mean, technically his second film, um, Finian's Follow Rainbow. To it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the way that we're presenting these are, are we are giving information on the history of it. So, in between each film, we're kind of telling you like, hey, what was he doing in between? So, so without further ado, uh, Nabil and Mark will break down some things for you here. Yeah. So, a little history after his um, release of Dementia Thirteen in 1965, Coppola actually won the annual Samuel Goldwyn Award for the best award. Uh, best screenplay written by a UCLA student. This honor secured him a job as a scriptwriter with Seven Arts. During the time, Coppola also co-wrote the scripts for This Property is Condemned that came out in 1966 and Is Paris Burning in 1966 as well. Coppola bought the rights to the David Benedictus novel, You're a Big Boy Now, and fused it with a story idea of his own, resulting in his UCLA, or a.k.a. UCLA thesis project, You're a Big Boy Now, in 1966, which earned Coppola his Master of Fine Arts degree from UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television in 1967. The film also received a theatrical release via Warner Brothers and earned critical acclaim. And truth be told, it's like a student film, so that's kind of... I don't know how easy it was just to get a student film to be released by Warner Brothers back in the day, but all right, yeah. At this point, he was only like twenty four, twenty five, maybe, ma'am. So. Yeah, and not much under his belt. Just a lot of short films, a little uh, kind of uh, editing, director, direct writing. credits, and editing, and some writing. And then, of course, Dementia Thirteen because it's kind of his first full length feature film released. What uh, am I doing with my that. life? Yeah, so. and as we talked about before, yeah. I mean, Dementia Thirteen. Roger Corman just let him kind of make it because he's like, hey, we have some extra money here. So just make a movie. So let's move on then to our review of Finian's Rainbow. Look, look, look to the rainbow. That's Finian's Rainbow. Look to Fred Astaire. Look, look, look to the rainbow. Follow it over the hill and stream. It's a pot of gold. And you stole it. I never stole it. I borrowed it. But whom did you borrow it from? Why do you want to know? So we can lend it right back to him, that's why. Well, that's impossible. Why not? Well, because he's not mortal. You killed him. Look! To Patula Clark. How are things in Glockamara? Is that little brook still leaping there? Does it still run down to Donny Cove? Through Killybegs, Kilkerry, and Kildare? Come on, show Sam Wester. Well, I'm only a second deputy. You're the first deputy. Sheriff, quit stalling the restaurant. Witchcraft? Well, you don't really believe I'm a witch, do you? I wanna laugh like a loon. It's that old devil moon. 
All right, so this was uh, sitting at a 53% of Rotten Tomatoes. And the uh, description is Feisty Irishman Finian McLonergan and his faithful daughter Sharon bearing a pot of gold stolen from the leprechaun Fuck oak. Me. Settle in the village of Rainbow Valley, Mississippi. Signing with local sharecroppers like Woody Mahoney against a blustering, bigoted local politician, the McLonergans get into a number of fanciful scrapes while being pursued by the magical Og, who will become mortal if he doesn't recover his gold. Uh, so, as you know, this is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He did not write this one. This is written by E.Y. Harburg and Fred Sadie. This is based on their play in Broadway musical that they uh, both uh, wrote as well. It's released on October 9th, 1968. And this stars uh, the, I mean, the legendary Fred Astaire is in this as Finney McLonergan. Patulia Clark as Sharon McLonergan. Tommy Steele as Oak. Don Franks as Woody Mahoney. Keenan Wine as Senator Billboard Rockins. Barbara Hancock as Susan the Silent and Al Freeman Jr. as Howard. So, so wine's one- hitting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little stronger than the last one, bro. I can tell. I yeah. Like, this one's a little... Yeah, same. I'm oh, loving it. I need it tonight. So, uh, following the success of You're a Big Boy Now, that's also uh, what we call uh, Marco on Tuesdays, Coppola was offered the reins <sighs> of the movie my version of the Broadway musical Finian's Rainbow, starring Petulia Clark in her first American film, and veteran Fred Astaire. Producer Jack L. Warner was nonplussed by Coppola's shaggy-haired, bearded, hippie appearance and generally left him to his own devices. He took his cast to the Napa Valley for much of the outdoor shooting, but these scenes were in sharp contrast to those obviously filmed on a Hollywood soundstage, resulting in a disjointed look to the film. Dealing with outdated material at a time when the popularity of film musicals was already waning, Clark received a Golden Globe Best Actress nomination. The film did introduce him to George Lucas, who became his lifelong friend as well as a production assistant in his next film, The Rain People, in 1969. So, I'm going to start with Nabil. Nabil, uh, first off, you you had previously told me you, you had never seen this before, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's the first time that I actually got a chance to um, okay. enjoy this film. <laughs> and what did you think about it in a few sentences? I will say... Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be, not from a, a musical standpoint, but more from just a film. It was um, very well shot. I liked the scenes, the colors, uh, the dance numbers. They they were all really well done and put together. I think the subject matter and the premise of the film is a bit dated, though progressive for the 60s. At the same time, it, it has a few tropes that... Um, don't quite fly today, oh, you might say. Yeah, they don't. I don't know if they really Tell me more. flew back then either, but you got away with it more often then. So, um, I like I was telling there. I was telling James before we talked about it a little bit that this is gonna, this was uh, came out in 1968, the same year that Martin Luther King was assassinated. So the civil rights movement was pretty intense during that time, and they still managed to put in. Uh, I mean, they were a scene from, from what I read. They were like I said, they were aware of the outdated material too. Right. And I think they're kind of like, well, we just got to get this fucking movie out. But um, yeah, and and that's a, it's 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 definitely because it was based off of a play. You know, they were trying to keep true to that. And I know that there was some of the critical rece- reception was that it um, did really well adapting a play to film. Not a lot of there wasn't a lot of films that I could actually do that. And as kind of your synopsis, there, James, the same thing where it got a lot of accolades for uh, a popular musical that was able to really you know still do well critically to an extent so i mean it it definitely has has its moments um i will say one thing that i did find i mean outside of the subject matter that i found a little disappointing was uh you could tell the fred astaire you know was on uh, you know a little older and he didn't he wasn't as uh lively as he has been in his other films like with the dance numbers and everything he kind of was wasn't taking uh part in it as some of the uh the other uh, he was actually he was actually mad about it the original uh cut of this movie came out and you couldn't see his feet for most of it because of the aspect ratio it wasn't no. until like 2017 again when they released this and you could finally like see all the oh parts. my god yeah so. that's crazy uh what about you marco i see you dancing over there let me tell you that as soon as i saw wait did you see this before? There. what marco did you see this no, first time. Oh, because we went to the same and, um, elementary school, so I was like, he might have seen this. No, nah, we were on a Sound of Music type vibe. Sound of Music and uh, what's another one they played during schools? Can't think of the other one. Oh, um, Singing in the Rain. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. My school is mainly those two. Um. Oh, and um, Mary Poppins. Those those three. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone. As soon as I saw Fred Astaire was in this, I automatically knew that I was going to need more than a half bottle of booze. <laughs> oh, <really>? Mad <laughs> respect to the man. He can dance and everything, but uh, man, his dance numbers are cheesy as fuck. I'm staring at this and I'm like, fuck, I used to do this in high school. You, oh, hey, buddy. Are you a tap dancer? No, I mean, I was in plays. I was, uh, I was a lead in yeah, every musical like, in high school. Did you do yeah. this? <laughs> I was the I had to do, I had to do, again. The dance choreographer was a huge fan of Fred Astaire. So everything was like Fred Astaire ish with this flair oh, and, you know, bobbing your head back and forth, like, you know, like, that's like you're about to have a seizure or some shit. Yeah, that's a, that was popular back then. That's why. Yeah, you know, I get it. But uh, sometimes it wasn't in sync with the music. That's besides the point. Anyway, I grew in the bill about the cinematography. It's great. Some of those shots are really, really good. You guys Love notice he does with, a lot of like crane shots too that are really hard to pull off. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was really interesting. It's kind of cool. A lot of way, like, once again mentioning the Napa Valley thing. That's kind of cool. Shot. Yeah, somewhat. A lot of modern there. shots. I mean, just just the whole travel through the bay. You see the Golden Gate. You see the Bay Bridge. You see him travel. You know, into the the Napa Valley, so to speak. Of course, we're not supposed to know that it is Napa Valley He's in the in movie. Quote yeah. Uh, the the acting for the most part, yeah, sorry, right, not bad. Fred Astaire, yeah, he's old, but man, I was actually impressed with his acting. He's actually he's a really good actor, you know. I've, Wasn't he it's like been a while since I've seen him and stuff, you know? Was he like seventy he, in this? He was at his mid sixties. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it. You know, it was, it was trying to be progressive, like Nabil said, but oh man, a lot yeah. of cringe, a lot of fucking. This movie could not, you could not get away with this shit today. Obviously, like. Was it that hard to find a, a, a black male? I mean, well, yeah, I guess back then it was hard to find a black male lead, given yeah. the times. But, I mean, someone, dude, just do do a switcheroo. Like, I get what you're trying to do. And, and, you know, kudos for trying to be progressive back then, you know. But um, by today's standards, it, it falls short in that aspect. There's, you know... Uh, it was just very cringy in some in some parts, um, but uh, it it was definitely a step up from Coppola's from from a film view from from camera work from uh, a directorial standpoint. It was an upgrade for Coppola, like as far as his style goes and as far as his growth goes. Um, but the content of the film, though, it was meant, you know, with good intentions, like falters like you know what like midpoint in the movie so yeah i mean speaking of which um it takes a really long time to get to the point of this one too i think it runs way too it's long, a really fucking long movie for a musical I it's two hours and well, 20 minutes long when i saw that i was like musicals. what the fuck that's a lot that of music the fuck is this so i, I think there was I'm still not sure what the point of the story was though, because there's a lot of subplot going on there. <laughs> and I'm not, like, there's like the the theme of the wedding, but they meet the guy, and the guy it was seemed like a very forced relationship to begin with. Then there's a whole uh, he was gold a little being handsy, yeah. trying to get more gold, and the leprechaun thing, which was its own little side plot that kind of tied everything together yeah. with the wish of, well, yeah. the bill, of course give, given what was romantic back then is considered sexual assault by today's standards yeah, I mean, and then you know the 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 racist senator that got to see uh what it was like to be a black man and in in his area and his society and there's just uh, and again it's not a, a dig on francis ford coppola he's directing the, the the existing play and that's what the material is but i just didn't understand what the point of like what is the lesson that you learned over here i mean they ended up turning the guy and this you know obviously we're going to spoiler shit because we're talking about a, a film that was like before any of us yeah, was born. before we do that though um, can i tell you guys what i thought about the movie yeah Real quick. of course just because just want to get my two cents in before we discuss anymore i actually have seen this movie before just to let you know i saw this as a kid at school, wow. actually. So I immediately I remembered everything after a while. So right. um, I think it runs too long. Like I said, I agree with you guys too. It is one of those movies that just the plot's kind of all over the place. I agree with you, Nabil. Like I, I think mm-hmm. the whole point is like, hey, it's more just like a fantastical kind of adventure, right? Where they take a pot of gold and people's wishes come true, and so crazy like, thing happens. Yeah, yeah like a deaf I mean, girl, or a mute girl yeah. starts talking and. 
Yeah, I guess if you're reaching, it has to do with struggles. Like, they're struggling with money. They're struggling with trying to acquire some sort of power. You have a a, a social class, economical struggle. But it's just way too... It's way too messy. It is. But I think this is one of those... Did you enjoy the film, James? I thought it's okay. But I didn't... I mean, I get it like a two out of five. Spoiler alert. That's my rating already. But, I mean, there were some songs I actually liked. So, I was like, okay. I like that. Yeah, there's a few, and so, I mean, some the of the singing part, was good. Yeah, I, I really like the that. singing. I think the uh, the girl that plays uh, what's her name, Patricia Clark, sings really nice. I was like, dang, who is she? I Patricia guess this Clark is her first movie. So. Was good. Oh, yeah. really? I, yeah, really. I'm she surprised. She was really I didn't scared realize. to work with uh, Fred Astaire. She was just like, oh my god, this is a guy, and he's you know, he's a fucking a legend. legend. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> his I, his accent was. I loved his accent. Dude, his accent was pretty good for a, a person that's not Irish, yeah. right? Yeah, he right? was. It was okay. spot on. I think that's kind of cool yeah. that like um, uh, Coppola met George Lucas and he, you know, on set and stuff because they both went to UCLA together, and he helped him on the film. So that's kind of cool too. I think. Ukla, Ukla, this is Marco keeps telling two weeks in a fucking row. Yeah, but uh, just getting back to storyline, uh, we can continue on that. No, I mean, it's just like you said that there's just, there's just a it's a very loose as far as what they were trying to to get to. I mean, they have the subplot about uh, um, the doing building tobacco so they can make money for the area because that was the other thing that they were tobacco farmers, and then they were they had the plot about it's another outdated trope. I guess in modern times it would be like what like microbrews. Yeah, probably something <laughs> like that. I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's fine. Like it's supposed to be like a play in <clears throat> Kentucky because it's Mississippi, Kentucky kind of area, right? So that's they're just showing how that, backward but, everyone is out there. Okay, yeah, it's just showing <laughs> the one thing that I liked though that it was because the community was so diverse, and they did a they did kind of address it, showing that yo, we don't want you know people mixing together like this. But I did like that aspect of it. Like they they did put that on the film it was shown over there and with uh, i'm sure a lot of the things that were going on at the time you didn't get to see that very often where you saw communities kind of intertwined true. in the same way i don't like, true yeah, yeah. I, I, no you are right you i agree right. Yeah. I, I i liked the the intent was good like even when they were defending the community and say what's his, what's his skin color got to do with it you know and even when the little black kid is like or yeah asking you know am i the wrong color or something and and i think it's uh Sharon comes scene, up and says, no, he's, you're, the, yeah. you're the right color. Nothing's wrong with you. And yeah, I, nothing's wrong with you. I, re- I like that. I like the fact that it showed that it was it was the black man that had developed a new type of hybrid plant that was, you know, going to be. Can I mention something? I actually, I think yeah. Howard's hilarious, by the way. The character <laughs> <Yeah>. Howard, <laughs> I think he's hilarious. He's like so like. One, one of my favorite scenes so is when he. Him. Yeah, when <laughs> he gives the, the two racist guys the big fuck you. By putting up the show and taking forever to get with the drink, yep. and I'm like, there you go, dude. Yeah, you know, like, he, he that, can't yeah. really do anything else, but he's it, that's in a way he's sort of like insulting them, you know, saying, "All right, yeah. you wanted me to bring it slow, then here it goes." Yeah, and make a so. dramatic uh, mode out of it and shit. I, I was actually laughing yeah. at that part, but then I was like, "Am I racist?" So yeah. <laughs> no, man. I mean, it's so the movie funny there to had a lot stuff. of questionable scenes to it, man. It does, but I mean, it's based on the. I think the play is just the same, so I mean, I'm not shocked. Yeah, and like Nabil yeah. said, it was trying to show the the divide that still existed, you know, down there in the south. You know, even, yeah. This is no. Don't even, get us wrong, listeners. This is no like birth of a nation. Don't get me wrong. Like they they were yeah. definitely on the side of trying to point out a, a something that was going on. You know, so this was not like a blatantly racist film i think is what i'm trying to get at yeah yeah the only the biggest problem with it was that they do have a full-on blackface character on there and that i think really takes it over <sighs> to the top which is what, what they needed to do um but again they're coming from a place of trying to be progressive trying actually, to illustrate something there's what, a message yeah, what they're trying it. to say Wait, when like, he's yeah. when he's having like the, the the adventure with the three other black guys i was like i was, I was cringing the whole oh time God. i was like oh, oh my God. God, God. 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 god dude this is wrong off. on so many levels <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like wow dude i was just like shit i can't believe they're doing this it's like they went there but i was laughing i was like jesus fucking christ dude when does it stop i you know uh the leprechaun is pretty good too his little musical scores his, his yeah. musicals he did are a, good yeah. there's a there's a scene where they have him come out of the well 
holding the dress and he he it it doesn't look like they're using wires either. It's like how the fuck did they do that? Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, pretty good special. Yeah, he's using it kind of like a uh, like a hot air balloon. Yeah, I like that a lot when he pops out. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> anything else of interest you want to bring up though? Um, yeah, I want I did want to just mention too, just the like you said, the musical numbers. They were they were pretty intense. Like it, they were very long. Each number I think was anywhere between you know uh, five to ten minutes, and there was. There was a lot of choreography going on over there. They they changed scenes throughout. It wasn't just like a static, let's do a choreographed dance. But there was actually action sequences going on in some of the the numbers. And um, are you I talking really about the scenes where I almost fell asleep? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I was really. I I didn't really like the music as much. I thought it was okay for as far as the musical is concerned. Like okay, nothing memorable for me. But I did think that. you know talking just from the director perspective there was a lot of technicality being put into play there and he did a great job showing showing those scenes giving everybody their own time and um really getting capturing all the action that was happening i I think this is one of those movies where like uh most directors have to prove that they can work in a big studio and this is like warner brothers like hey can you can you do this because i mean from here on out probably one more movie like being the bill we're talking about it gets pretty intense for Coppola in the 70s like Starts coming out with some surefire hits, like legendary films from this point forward. So it's like, okay. Right. So Mm. that being said, what would you guys rate this one and would you recommend it? Marco. I would give it probably two stars, just like you, James. Yeah. It, it, It had good intentions. There is some really good camera work, great cinematography. The choreography is pretty good. I do agree with the little brief history that you said where, you know, the scenes where it actually is filmed in the Napa Valley look great. And then the sound studio. Yeah. See, Bailey agrees. The sound studio scenes looked like shit. And, you know, and, you know, they did blackface, man. I mean, I almost damn near gave it one star just for that. Cause I'm like, dude, that's cringy. And I know those were the times, but that's, you know, that's no excuse, man. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Sorry. Sorry about Bailey guys. Bailey is hard agreeing with me right now, and um, you know he feels it. So, yeah, um, you know what? Yeah, just for that, one and a half stars. I changed it. Stay <laughs> <laughs> corrected. He talked himself down. down. God damn. I, I was like, you know what? I'm convincing what a, myself what about to just lower the rating. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, what about you, one and a half stars. Uh, I give it a two star. Again, I, I agree that the intentions behind the film is good. The musical is okay as far as that's concerned. Um, I wouldn't recommend seeing it unless you're know, familiar with the musical specifically. Then maybe you'd want to see it. But otherwise, I don't think it holds anything that there isn't anything else that's out there that you probably enjoy more as far as uh, musicals are concerned. Um, but it is it is just a very interesting film to see from a young an upcoming director and seeing what they were going what they were able to accomplish from that yeah, perspective. And, and, and real quick Nabil I, I agree I, I wouldn't really recommend it unless you're trying to be like unless you know, you're complete Francis Ford Coppola's yeah, you know, his library or something mm-hmm. and complete his, his full filmography then yeah oh my god that's what we're doing Ugh. oh no alright so uh, <laughs> I give it a 2 out of 5 I already said it earlier so I spoiled it that's all would you recommend it? <laughs> Not really. There's better musicals out there, everyone. For me, I think yeah. a little bit of nostalgia kicked in because, like, I told Nabil for the longest time, I've been trying to find this movie since I was a kid because I was like, "What the fuck was that movie I watched?" And now Fever I know, dream. And now we know remember what it is. A leprechaun. Yeah, I remember the leprechaun and him turning black, and I was like, "What is this movie?" All right, so let's move on to our main review of Death on the Nile. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome the newlyweds, Mr. and Mrs. Simon Doyle. You must meet Hercule Poirot. My congratulations, madame. Merci. He's only the greatest detective alive. I suspect you invited me for reasons other than the fun. You had something to hide. We have the Karnak all to ourselves, a chef and enough champagne to fill the Nile. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? When you have money. No one is ever really your friend. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequence. Someone is dead. The crime is murder. Never again. 
The murderer is one of you. Were you aware of any grudges? Madame is used to getting what she wants. Never again is what she I don't feel safe here. I don't feel safe with any of them. There are so many conflicting hates and jealousies. Oh, I like this. Did you see or hear anything? I did not trust her. I still don't. What did you do last night? You accused me of murder. He accuses everyone of murder. It is a problem, I admit. Death in the Nile is currently sitting at a 65% Rotten Tomatoes score. While on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Poirot uh, must investigate the murder of a young heiress. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh, who also did Mary Shelley's Frankenstein back in 94. Of course, he uh, did Thor in 2011, Cinderella in 2015, and the prequel to this film, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, back in 2017. And most recently, the Academy Award-nominated film, Belfast. Pretty good movie, too, by the way. It is. It was a good movie. Uh, so this film was based upon another uh, one of Agatha Christie's novels. It was written by Michael Green, who did Logan and Blade Runner 2049, as well as Jungle Cruise. This film was released originally, um, was supposed to be released on in December of 2019. Um, then it got delayed um, and pushed to October 2020 due to some production issues. Then it got pushed again to late in October, October 23rd, uh, and that same year. Then it was pushed again <laughs> to uh, mid-December because of COVID. And of course, you know, Holy film, fuck. film issues and with the box office concerns. Then it was pushed once again <laughs> to the end of September of 2021. Uh, then it was finally pushed out to the final release date of February 11th of this year. Yeah, this movie was shot in 2019, so... Yeah, so it's a bit dated. And a lot of controversy God. happened during that time for some of the stars. So, you know, <laughs> that also ended up uh, creating a bit uh, of concern each time. But, yeah. hey, you know, it's out now. So, uh, this is starring Kenneth Branagh. is playing the titular character Hercule Poirot. Hercule. Letitia Wright plays as Rosalie Otterborn. Sophie Oconedo plays Salome Otterborn. Emma Mackey plays Jacqueline Del Bellafort. Army Hammer plays Simon Doyle. Gal Gadot plays Lynette Ridgway. Tom Batman plays Book. Annette Benning plays Euf- Euphema Book. Damn, Nibel Strong. <laughs> I'm murdering these names. Not even oh, we always do that to point a bill. We're like, Via so Candias. Too many French names here. Name Rose Leslie plays. <laughs> Rose Leslie plays Louise Bourgeau. Or Bridget. Ali Faisal plays Kachadurian. He's one of your people. Gen- Come on, God. <laughs> the hell, man. Je- Jennifer wow. Saunders plays Marie Van Schoeler. Sh- oh, God. <laughs> Every fucking name. Sorry, I fucking love this. Can we have this on a loop? <laughs> Don French plays Bowers. And Russell Brand plays Windlesham. You sure? So, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> not a clue. I'm um, so, before we actually go into this film, let me. I'm gonna actually start with you, Marco, because uh, James and I both learned that you actually hadn't seen the first film, and you didn't realize that this was a sequel. I ca- first um, off, just as the, I thought we had done this on the pod, but I guess we just brought it up. Yeah, I think it was just a discussion. Is what we found it out, found out later. Okay. So, Marco, what? What were your thoughts on the first film? Did you finally did you actually get a chance to watch Murder on the Orient Express? Nah, I skipped it, bro. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I watched it. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, oh, what did you think about it? I wish I would have skipped it. Oh, really? You weren't a fan. It, it was. It was okay. Truth be told, the the first one, Murder on the Orient Express, I was like, all right, I've seen better. I get it. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was all right. Uh, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was skippable. Really, um, yeah. I didn't like any of the characters in the first one. Hercule uh, Pierrot was uh, annoying as fuck in the first one. I was like, oh my god, dude, I get it, dude. Put your pants back on. 
Anyway, that's his character, um, though. Just so you know, right? He's very famous. Yeah, truthfully, I I only enjoyed it for the very fact that I didn't know until after it was based on the character Perot, which is they actually had a British TV series on the character. They did by Agatha yep. Christie, and uh, I used to work at a little spot called Barnes and Noble, and. Uh, I helped a lot with the video and music area, and we sold a shit ton of those fucking box sets. So that's how I knew the character. It anyway, was a good show. I used to watch not it. Not to mention, kid. I mean, I get yeah. Christie's got like sixty-three fucking books on this guy. So yeah, yeah, oh. no, Agatha Christie. We had her books there too. So I was like, holy shit, Agatha yeah. Christie has a fucking TV show on the book series. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So the first movie, mm, I was like, all right, it's all right. So that's well, my history with the movie. What about you, James? Did you rewatch it before watching this film? I did w- during one of the original like release dates because I thought it was coming out in a month. But um, so yeah. yeah, I've seen it two or three times. I, I like that movie. I think it has a yeah. really good cast, and I think Kenneth Branagh is really good as Hercule Poirot. So I'll say that much as a director slash actor in the film himself. I think he does a really good job. He does a good French accent. Well, I mean, it's it's like. A- at least I think it's good. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. From what it sounds like, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same. I, um, I haven't rewatched it since we first saw it in theaters, but, um, I have fond memories of it and I was looking forward to seeing this film because of it. So, um, I, I did enjoy it and you know me, I like a good twist, especially the ones that I can't see coming, which are like most of them. I know so. your mustache is twirling. <laughs> what a twist. Yes. Bill actually shaved his mustache just like her. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Just right. I can't believe he you know. pulled. I didn't even know he had that much hair up there. <laughs> Why was I fucking thinking of the bill when I saw that fool's mustache? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Here we I, go. I definitely got the twist going on. It's 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 great, you know. You just <laughs> All right, it's so, tingling. Tell me. <laughs> so, Marco, what were your thoughts on this film after you know seeing the first one and not liking it as much? Let me tell you that I make sacrifices for this podcast. I saw this fucking movie by myself in IMAX oh. at the Veranda oh. Lux. Dang. That is right. I took myself to a Valentine's Day date, and uh, you went on Monday. You saw this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> so I just saw this shit last night. <laughs> but, yeah, I, there was there there was a lot going on, you know, work wise and stuff that I couldn't no, that's see right. earlier. Plus, I plus I had to see the first one, and I was like, "Fuck, I got to see right, the first movie yeah. still." So. uh at a Marco Vines date and uh, treat myself to IMAX. I'm like, let's go see this. Mind you, when I bought these fucking tickets, like the theater was fucking empty. I was like, oh, sweet. No one's watching. The whole fucking crowd showed up as I'm sitting down. I'm like, cool. I'm that guy. Oh. Everyone with a date. Anyway, didn't bother me. <laughs> he this was actually. In, he was fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. I, I could have told I would have with you, bro. Just let me know next time, man. All right, I know you don't like repeat movies, but uh, I couldn't find any one of those. repeat films all the time. So I was like, "All right, here we go." I I actually thought this was quite controversy aside with the cast. All right, yeah, like well, I'd like to look, address something first. I, I know we that. are not going to bring any of that shit up. So if you if you listener want to look that up, Google it yourself. Yeah, look, it's your choice whether you want to watch the movie or not. Like I I. I looked at it for an, artist, an artistic point of view, and yeah, whatever. Unfollow yeah. me. That's fine. I thought it was an improvement from the first movie, truthfully. Like, from uh, from a directorial point of view, Kenneth Branagh, I felt, had much better cinematography in this. Much better shots. Storytelling was way better. The character of Perot was way better, too. He didn't... He... he, he I think improved so much more from the first movie that I actually really enjoyed this one. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a, a pretty good mystery. And it was actually, I mean, it was a little far less, a little less obvious, you know, uh, who it was that, you know, did the crime in this one than the first one. But um, I thought overall, like, the, the characters had great chemistry with each other. Uh, the story I felt was fleshed out better. It wasn't boring. It was entertaining. It was interesting. Uh, I think the setting helped it a lot too. Like just the very fact Man, that it took I swear place, to God, you know, Marco, I think it's because you saw it in theaters too. You probably would have liked the first one a lot if you saw it in theaters. 
May, dude, maybe. It's maybe it was I, Dude, it looked fucking great and sounded amazing in IMAX. Yeah. Like, Egypt looked fucking gorgeous there. You know, whether it was... I, I didn't look up whether they shot location or it was all CG. Whatever. It looked fucking great. It's CG. Everything, like, <laughs> visually looks right just <laughs> captivating. <laughs> and just um, Yeah. So, overall, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that it was, like I said, a, a, an improvement off the first Okay. Ha- hashtag, James. you know, lonesome date. Oh. <laughs> I see down to Rosé. I did not think James yeah. Marco would like <laughs> this. So, yeah. What were your thoughts, James? I, I went in with really low expectations. Sorry, James. I, I keep interrupting. I apologize. But no, I went fine. with really low expectations. Um, I've been looking forward to this one, too. Like you said, Nabil, you and I watched this one, God, fucking five years, half a decade ago at this point. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, simpler times in 2017. So this movie, I you know, I actually like this series of movies. So it's kind of like you know, I was looking forward to this, and um, I kind of went in low expectations too, just because the cast and shit. Because I won't lie, I was like, I don't know how the fuck this is gonna go. Because as you guys know, I can't understand anything fucking Gal Gadot be saying. So. I was gonna say because of Gal Gadot. <laughs> I gotta say though, in this one, I don't know if she just had like a speech coach or something, but she was perfectly fine in this movie. I- I was gonna say the same thing. In fact, my wife saw the film and she said the same. This might be her best, life. like I, understandable. Look, I hated movie. Gal Gadot the least in this film. Is what she said. No, yeah, I, like, I actually, oh. you know, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but I felt bad for her. I was like, holy shit! And I was like, oh. yeah. I barely, barely felt, felt bad, bad for her too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I actually. Uh, so yeah. A lot of it. Don't get me wrong. It is. There's a lot of parts of this movie that are. Um. They don't. There's a lot of green screen used, right? But I get it. You can't. No offense to Egypt, it looks like shit now. So you can't really. I mean, it's hard to kind of film on a location where you're trying to make it look like it's 19, what, 26 or something? 36? 37. 36. 37? Fuck. 37. Sorry. 37. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. So, you know, I did like the. Uh, I like the shots of this one too. The storyline, I think it's just. It's a tad bit slow. Um, for the most part, it takes like an hour to get into like the meat of what's really going on. But truth be told, yeah. they set up the characters better in this one. I do agree. The characters are better in this movie. I in James, sorry, just to add real quick. I, even though like it took a while to get to the meat of the movie in this one, and they were a lot faster with it in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you said, because the characters were better in this, it kept me captivated. I didn't mind. More, yeah. So. Especially like, like you see Jacqueline and shit and you're like this crazy ass bitch, right? Whole time <laughs> she did go with the crazy eyes. <laughs> Man, there's a scene in the beginning. I mean, the movie is shot in a way that is reminiscent of old school Hollywood too, and I kind of appreciated that they yeah. they went for that look. And um, yeah, I liked. Also, the- side note: I had no idea Kenneth Branagh did uh, the first Thor movie. Sorry, had to throw that in there. Yeah, quite surprised. Um, I mean, truthfully, this dude's done a lot more than this. This is just some he's some yeah he's done selections. quite a bit of films though. So. Um. I liked it though. I, I like that we get to know more about Perot and his his past, and it's kind of it's really sad actually when you learn right. about what happened during World War One and what he's kind of hiding from getting his real like emotions out and stuff like that. I did like that little subplot of it all, and um, I think that's what added to me liking the character more in this one. Yeah, but I will disagree with Marco. I guess the the plot of this one really fucking quick as opposed to the first movie. So. As soon yeah. as someone there says was, something, there like was kind of a tell in this. Yeah, as soon a as they, bit of a somebody tell. was missing something, I was like, "Oh god, I know what to look for now." <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Nabil? Uh I I feel pretty much the same as you do, James. I I enjoyed the film. I liked the what they did with the characters. I felt like you got a bit more insight with their background, um, and and that's on purpose, I think, compared to the first film where uh, everybody was a suspect and. In that film, and as a spoiler alert for anybody who hadn't seen the first one, um, you know that it basically ends up being that you know more, there's more than one person that's committed the the murder, and in this film, you get to actually linger a bit more on everybody's background, and it's because it's the fact that they're not, um, they may like not necessarily Ray, be everybody Ray on there. Skywalker is one of the killers. I'm just telling you. Right I know. Now, okay. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ, Nabil. I'm a Skywalker. Skywalker. Um, but I, I also was the same with you, James. I, I kind of already had an idea of who the killer um, would have been, or maybe even killers. But um, the twist. 
I did I did like seeing Poro's background. That was a really good touch to it, getting a bit more insight onto him as a character uh, and just seeing where he, his connection is to becoming a detective and why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and it was also a bit of a personal touch because Book is a friend of his. And there, so that was, that was kind of an added layer to it. And I actually liked a lot of the performances. Uh, in general, you know, I liked I liked Army Hammer. To be honest, I like Gal man, Gadot. I'm gonna say right now too, he was great in this fucking movie, man. I'm he lie. was, he was. I love him. It was fucking hard, even through the I fucking know. veneers. It was hard not yeah. to like the performance. I was like, I was like fuck. fuck. Even I gotta say, even Russell Brand, bro. I kind of liked his. Yeah. I, he doesn't Russell do Brand shit like this. Too. That's why I was like, why yeah. is he so different in this movie, dude? Right? I, really I cannot good. stand Russell Brand, but I in this either. fucking movie, I was like, dude. Well, do more of this. You were actually pretty good. You were a likable character the for the most part. I have <laughs> to mention real quick, though. I also saw this in IMAX, and they actually started Moonfall on accident for the first 10 minutes. Did they really? So <laughs> for the first 10 minutes, everyone was very confused. I was like, what in the fuck is this? They went to space? I was like, do they go future and then backwards? Is that how they're doing this one? And I was like, oh, no, they put the wrong movie in. I am Hercule <laughs> here to solve the space Problem. odyssey. The My shitty French accent. A little bit of rosé, and I think I'm French. I'm really red. Go ahead, Nabil. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> I enjoyed. No, 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 I enjoyed most of the uh, the setup of the film. The the plots, I I did felt was a little bit more predictable. Um, they tried to add an extra twist at the end, but I. Yeah, for someone like me to be able to kind of catch on to it, I was like, okay, the fact it's maybe that not. Said he caught on. I was like, yeah. it's too easy. They should have consulted with him first. <laughs> <laughs> My mustache didn't tingle. Yeah. It was like, and I, I would have liked to see this guy. They're like, fuck, he knew, he knows. I would have liked to see a bit more of his uh, background because, like the the opening scene with him in the past was very interesting to see initially. Um, but you know, it's obviously not the main part of the film. So, um, yeah, I, what, I went in blind, Nabil, So I saw no yeah. trailer. So I thought that this was going to be like a prequel to the first one because of that. I was like, oh, it's going right. to take place in the past. His his be- early beginnings, and I was like, oh, okay, a little bait and switch for me. Were there any scenes that stuck out for you, Marco? Yeah, when they first get on the riverboat, or any scenes where you you have like a pan shot over the riverboat. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I I just the fact that it took place there for the most part, even though they docked a few a few spots here and there. Uh, Bailey agrees. <laughs> It's just you know you know uh, West Sac has a riverboat too and um, you know I've, I've walked around there so it kind of re- yeah, very I mean, reminiscent of that the River and, um, Nile and uh, Sacramento River very close comparisons to each other no, 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 not, not at all by far no Broke but uh, I wanted a date I wanted a date on that freaking boat a dinner date and uh, it just kind of reminded me of that Man, yeah. we can't and uh, I think maybe that had to do something with it so. <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, it's like almost, you know, it's the same, but not I'll obviously this not, much, but still. Not to cut in with you, uh, Marco, but I am, but um, I think that's a cool, <laughs> I, I think that's a cool setting though, truth be told, you know? It is. Boat. It really yeah. is. Because they kind of show that it makes a bunch you want to go back to that riverboat. It's kind of mm-hmm. simple, but it's also like very open in a way. So it's like, shit, it could be anyone, you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah, Easy exactly. Access. But uh, overall, I like the 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 setting, the atmosphere, uh, and the bill, and the the characters. You know, I think the characters, like I said, worked in this one. I felt they were a little too boring. The first movie kind of fell flat, but in 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 this one, I felt like everyone was just kind of you know a hit. Whether you liked the character or not, you know, I I felt that they meshed uh, better together in this, and I felt Perot was a was much more likable character in this. He was less annoying. He was sympathetic. I think that snippet of his early beginnings at the beginning of the movie helped with that and really made you kind of feel for the guy at some points. Whereas in the first movie, I'm like, I really don't give a shit about this guy. He's another, you know, <laughs> wannabe fucking Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Like, yeah, my shit don't stink. You know, I'm like, en- oh, enough of oh, that. Sir, dude. It's Hercule Perot, sir. It's legendary. Hercule. Yeah, I know. It's my name <laughs> on the pod today. Cool but uh, yeah, that's the, I, I I would say the the characters and the setting I think is is what really stood out for me the most, Bill. Okay. And what about you, James? Was there anything else that you felt really was was good, or was there some some things that you really didn't like in the film? The only thing I'd say the backdrops do stand out a little bit too much for me, and I know Nabil's a bit of a stinger yeah. for the. I always sad all the time. It's like that's CG. That's CG. <laughs> Just, 
Like, <laughs> it was weird backdrop. too because because the original film didn't the the previous film didn't have as many of those because you were just on the train on the setting so it was a real Which, set. Truth be told, they yeah, were you on were just on a sound studio. Too. Yeah, right. And they're on a sound studio. Well, yeah, here I mean, yeah, too, you're on a studio. Which, so. Yeah, they're on a sound studio here too because it would be way too expensive to film in like rooms yeah, in, uh, Egypt. in Egypt. Also, maybe a they got a riverboat in Sacramento. I'm just saying. Mark is like perfectly good spot here, Kenneth Branagh. Why did you shoot here? Um, the scene that stands out to me is that club scene in the beginning where they're just fucking on the dance floor. Oh my god, I was gonna bring up the same Dude, thing. I, I remember I saw this with Mikey once again, mm. good friend of the pod, and I kept looking over him and said, Jesus Christ. I'm like, this is, like, it made me uncomfortable. And Mikey was torqued. Is, you guys are okay with this? This is what we're watching right now? Yeah, I was like, this is the 30s. I was like, dang, man, Ari Hammer just smashing on chicks in this shit, man. <laughs> and then it was funny where yeah. she let him dance with her, and then like him and then Gal Gadot were dancing. I'm like, yikes, man, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Right. And it's like, just funny because like Jackie gets the short end of the stick in this one, and she's just like <laughs> crying already. I'm like, dumbass, what do you think? What do you what? Come it's on. Like, it's your fault. Your fault. Don't let your man get caught up like that. Yeah, but I liked um, even like Rose Leslie was cool. I was just like for the whole time, I was like, where the fuck is she from? And then I was like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. I was like, she was. she's in Game of Thrones. I haven't even seen her in a movie right? since then. Yeah. And or her whole anything. thing was just like, she even threw me off for like, she was like a red herring too. So I was like, man, what the hell is going on? So they do a really good job with the performances, I would mm-hmm. say. For the most part, I liked everybody on this one. Like I said, I don't, I'm not even a big fan of Gal Gadot, but she did pretty good in this, man. Yeah, I, I did enjoy seeing she her in the film. And- with Hercule Perrault where the, she's like telling him that she's afraid and it was like, Probably the best acting she's ever done, which is sad to say, but I actually she, like Well, she has did. better lines, for one thing, and you know, it all depends on the director, and you, you can true. tell like, she's, she knew she, how to She how never to once said bring the best of her. Cal L no in this one, though, so I was a little <laughs> <Cal turned>. <laughs> No. <laughs> and I was like, that can't be Zack Snyder. Oh, shit, it was Zack Snyder. If you Snyder steal talk. from a stealer. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Oh man, he's talking about Red Dawn. Wait, what movie? Red something? <laughs> no, no, it was BBS. What's the I one know. she's in with yeah. uh, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds? Or was that Red Notice? Yeah, that movie was terrible. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. Don't see it. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't worry, so there's gonna be a sequel, Marco. So you probably want to watch that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Please sleep don't. on it too. Please do. Mm. Oh man. All right. Well, there's some. There's definitely some spoilers we could talk about a little bit. Getting to the uh, the the cast yes. and the. The murder but before we do we can talk a little bit about the rating of the film um james what uh what did you uh, think about this movie what were your ratings i would give this uh three and a half george clooney's out of five <laughs> it's very generous very generous i thought he was gonna say three ganga dots no she doesn't get star ratings yet one more good movie she might she might Maybe. yeah yeah she's, she's, she's got it in there She's close. Okay, uh, Marco, what was uh, what did you rate this film? You know what? It's enjoyable. I'd, I'd repeat watch it. I think I could re- recommend this to people I know. Controversies aside, again, you know, it's it's your choice whether you want to watch this or not, and and you know, support it and separate art from the bullshit, you know, because um, bullshit exists everywhere. Three and a half stars, man. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, this is that I fucking saw the movie alone in IMAX. By the way, for everyone in the Concord, California area, Veranda Lux, amazing IMAX theater. Yeah, three and a half stars, man. It's enjoyable. I'd see it again. In fact, I probably will. Guys, he's single, ladies. If you if you want to hit him up, so he's not alone on another Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, you know, we'll give you his tag at the end of it here. Oh my god, actively uh, not looking. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this film also three and a half stars. Uh, and I agree with both of you guys that I would recommend it. I think it's a good sequel. I think it's a solid film. If you like the mysteries, especially these older uh, style mystery films, there's not a lot of these out anymore. I mean, the, the, the newest thing that came out was Knives Out a few years back. So, and there's, there's obviously a sequel to that coming out, but you don't get a lot of these mystery type films uh, out uh, on, in the theaters. So. It's good, yeah, the Who Done It. So yeah. it's, it's good to see something like this when they do come out. All right, so we're going to jump into spoiler section, go a little bit more into detail about the actual big plot, the murder. Um, 
Before we do, if you haven't seen the film yet and you don't want that spoiled for yourself, you can go ahead and skip forward a little bit. Uh, you can hear what we're planning to watch next, um, coming up on the next podcast. A nice little surprise for you guys. Um, maybe not such a big surprise, depending if you know what the release schedules are. Um, otherwise, uh, stay on for us for just a little bit, and we'll go into detail with the uh, spoilers. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even... oh man <laughs> so you got job rule in the house All right. oh shit <laughs> oh fuck man I was thinking uh, it the whole time <laughs> that's a good that's a good one I might just keep it good yeah it was like can we just I end it <laughs> Man, I can't like, stand can up I right go now, to bed, dude. Please. Well, guys, uh, I feel like that line was a bit stronger than I. Should, <laughs> way stronger, dude. I can't keep my eyes open. I, I love it. I needed that dude, shit tonight. When you, I can see that James is red from here, dude, so like, I know that shit hit hard. Yeah, I'm like cool right now. I'm gonna be All stomp right. stompy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the murder that happens over here basically is that Gal Gadot's character. Um, yet gets, gets I, murdered. One thing about that, yeah. did you? I didn't know she was the one that was gonna die. By the way, neither did I. I oh, I knew sure that, that part. I didn't know. Did you know? Okay. Only because uh. be, the first movie gave it away when they have like one central character that's you know semi popular. Then they're probably gonna be the one that dies. Uh, See, this whole time I thought it was gonna be Emma Mackey's girl, Jacqueline Belfort. I thought she was. I thought she was gonna, gonna end die. up dead, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, yeah. did she kill her out of spite?" But. Now, it's there the was booze. a few murders, though. It wasn't just Gal Gadot. She was the main murderer that kind of started everything off her character, Lynette Ridgway. Um, but then we also do get uh, Rose uh, Rose Leslie's character, Louise Bourget. She ends up uh, getting murdered, as well as uh, Perot's friend, Book. He gets murdered right in front of him. Um, I didn't know that was going to... So that let's was, just... Yeah. That was pretty brutal. Let's talk about the first murder, though, with Gal Gadot. Uh, what did you guys, I mean, what did you think about that plot and, and just the circumstances of who the killers were? I don't know if we want to just say say that out loud, but um, because we are in spoilers, I guess. Uh, Fucking the bill, say who the killer is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. Right. So Army Hammer's character, Simon Doyle, as well as, um, what's her name? <laughs> Emma Mackey. <laughs> Emma Mackey, yeah. Jacqueline <laughs> Belfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... Um, they were they they were the couple that essentially it was, a, it was a long game. They were out to go and take her fortune, uh, Gal Gadot's character, and uh, eventually, I guess they were going to kill her, and then he'd have the money for the will, and then they'd the be money. able to live happily yeah. after after. Yeah. So that was the whole intention at the end of it. Um, it was all. But what heist. did you guys really think about that twist? Did you think that it was um, like it, I, James and I kind of already assumed who it was going to be? I I. Marco, you were a bit surprised for us. Let me ask you: Did you think that that was like a, a worthy twist, or did you feel that there was, you know, it was kind of a wasted thing, and you they could have done something else with that? I, I felt it was worthy by how they sold it. However, our Army Hammer's character was very sus when he was when he was crying. I was like, hmm, it seems kind of forced. I don't know, and I couldn't tell if it was the character of Simon or if it was. Um, just the the performance of the actor, but it it just felt off when he was just bawling his eyes off hella hard, like for you know the death of his you know fiance. So it it kind of you know gave it away, but then other elements happened throughout the movie where I was like, well, you know, the attorney is kind of sus with like you know just bringing up the will, you know, right right in the middle of dinner, and I'm like, why is he bringing that shit up? Like, and it was very right. obvious, you know, in in the first movie. So I was like, maybe they're doing the same thing. This one where it was very obvious that, you know, the lawyer wants to wants to have her signature right then and there without her reading it and stuff. And they made a big point about it, too. And they they bring it up a couple of times. So they although they made it obvious, they did do a good job at trying to misdirect you here and there. So I felt that worked. Yeah. Um, what about you, James? Did you did you find anything um, significant about just the characters and the murders i mean i thought i i knew it was army hammer right because of the paint all right when annette benning is like someone took my red or something like that i was like oh great someone's gonna fake a shot but then i thought about it i was like okay so is it really jackie and then 
my only thing was I thought maybe it was him and maybe the lawyer together. That's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I see where you're going. Because that's, he that's brings up like the, two. the thing like oh just sign it and go to bed and then you know the teacher right character is like oh you're gonna just let a guy dictate what you do now and then I was like mm, maybe not you know <laughs> right. So it was it was easier for me to figure it out only because of the paint. The paint is what threw that was the whole thing. I was like okay the process of how it happened though I didn't. I didn't realize he was literally running back and forth like quickly. Too. Yeah, that I thought was really creative because um, I didn't think about that at all. That the, the whole faking they, the shot. They make it like a, come to mind. it's almost shown in like a single shot to show you like this is the time from right. when they leave that room to the doctor to the nurse and then they go back and then you see, you know, what happens and he's back there. So. And he's sweating. I mean, maybe if they would have showed my dude, you know, running a sprint, I'm like, okay, yeah, he can make that. <laughs> it's pretty fast. But I, the other dead shot for me was um, the bill was the fact that they like he left his other girl after, and like six weeks later they're engaged to someone else. Like, yeah, that's kind of sus, right? I was yeah, like, that's, that's like I was it's a typical too. piece of shit, though. You know. Yeah, I gotta say no. Hey, nice some people mustache. like that. Nice mustache on him, though, man. So, <laughs> a lot of good facial hair in this movie. Speaking of of mustaches, speaking of mustaches, this is sort of spoilers. This isn't really a spoiler, but still. Time of the scar. We find out how Hercule Poirot gets his fucking scar. I'm like, there's no way that mustache covers that scar. It looked looked way fucking bigger at the end. I'm like, it needed to be a Tom Selleck mustache, right? It it was not that thick and big. I don't think uh, mustache can grow over scar tissue, right, guys? No, I thought the same thing. I was like, "There's no," unless his hair is like that long that it's kind that's of going right it was, over it's it. It's double but, layered, yeah. so I was like, "Is that it just coming from the initial one that it it's so long that?" But I was like, "Damn, what a mustache, though!" Right? <laughs> I gotta it give it. Felt, to it, it felt like it was bigger and thicker in the first one, though. Though you know, I could be wrong. Yeah, because when they show his face all blown out in the in the flashback, I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Like he lost. Like right? I didn't realize the explosion was that bad. But I like that they add that, you know, oh, you have a mustache, and then, boom, title screen. I was like, oh, The reason why he hasn't, right. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty illustrious mustache, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other murder, Rose Leslie's character, Louise Bourget, um, crime of passion. You know, didn't want to get didn't want to get somebody uh, well, cause she saw uh, him, that's why. caught up. Yeah, because she saw him. So they're just no loose ends. Because they so almost, that's, think she's that's another red herring where she's like, oh, she's trying this just, stuff on. Maybe she's the one that killed her, and then... Right, and then when you find her dead. That she's awfully suspicious during the interview, right? Where she's like, oh, if I had, and then she starts crying, and then... Uh, but then, also, right. when um, when Army Hammer's character, Simon, is like, we'll take care of you, I was like, oh, it's gotta be him then, no. Definitely, right? Yeah, the way he looks at yeah. her is very sus, and it's like, he's, it's almost like he's insinuating a bribe or something. So I thought that was uh, kind of sus. I also mm-hmm. also want to say that when when Perot's interrogating Book and that whole scene is r- really good, where he's you know he's it's really though, intense. He's saying you lied to me, you know, I like that and a lot by the way because yeah. they're friends. Yeah, yeah, man, and so then he, di- outcome, he dies right? in front of him. That was so good, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie, dude. That that freaking hit me. Like, I was like, that, oh, shit, I will dude, say this much, boy, though, dude. That is a scene that almost, I was like, maybe Simon isn't a bad guy then. I was like, fuck, he just got shot in front of him. But then I was like, are, just, are they pulling a scream on me? Is there two of these fuckers? You know? <laughs> right. Surprise. <laughs> so, which, at that point, you kind of realize there are two of them, right? Because then you're thinking, it's like, wait, so. Well, no, that's what threw me off, though, Nabil. Like, first, it's, I definitely knew it was someone else. Other, But then I was like, maybe it's not him, right? But then you find yeah. out later that he's he's literally calling it out, like, take the shot or something, or, or do it now or something. Mm-hmm. And he's telling the chick to like shoot him in th- from the fucking throat. I was like, holy fuck! I didn't think he would die because his mom's there. He's in the first movie. I was right. like, damn, dude. So, yeah, that was sad. Even though, yeah, that was the most impactful death in te- the film. I think, to be honest, technically though, he is he did try to steal the necklace though. You know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, for other he reasons, he owned up to it, and he obviously returned it, and kind of without it's, getting trying to get caught. It's kind of keeping the theme Sorry, of the mom. first movie, yeah. where where no one is one hundred percent innocent; everyone is guilty of something. That's yeah, true. everybody's yeah, got their motive. True. Um, so let me ask you this, Marco: the final ending of the film, the final two deaths were of Simon Doyle and of uh, Jacqueline Belfort. What did you think about how that went down? Well, I mean, she was fucking crazy, so how else could it end? 
she's, <laughs> no, she was, they both were like, fucking psycho, actually. I like how it turned out that he was even fucking crazier than she was. Motherfucker shot himself in the in the fucking knee, dude. I mean, it takes a lot of crazy to do that. I'm just saying, I I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I ain't shoot I mean, myself, bro. I think it's a bit more crazy to literally get the guy close and shoot you both in the heart. You know, I'm like, oh, I mean, shit. there was a reason they were together, Nabil. They were both a little fucking psycho. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, it was kind of a cop out that you know they're. I mean, I took it as like they knew there was no way out, though, right? Yeah, but I don't True. think Army Hammer's character really wanted to get, to go out that way. I think it was forced into that. I Maybe. wanted. That's debatable. I, guess, I yeah. wanted for her. I thought it was going to be a fake out. I thought she was going to do that, fake it, and then point the gun to Perot, and Perot was going to you know get revenge for Book, and that's what I wanted. We didn't get yeah. that, but you know, that's what it is. Yeah, it was all right. I thought yeah. it, it, you know it it works. Like James said, they didn't have a way out, but it was also kind of like cop out. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's their character. They're pieces of shit. So I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were different playing that up. What did you think, okay. Bill? Yeah, I mean, uh, I felt the same. I, it's definitely I could. I, it was in character for Belfort for her to be able to do uh, that. I, I think that was pretty on point. I do think that Simon Doyle's character was not somebody that was willing to go that far with it. Like I think he knew that they were gonna. It was that was it. The, I think the jig he's was cowardly up, enough say. that he thought maybe there's still a way out of it. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they might be able to just swim off the boat or something like that, or, or take a right. lifeboat or something. Yeah, but but um, in the middle but of I, Egypt, that, by the that way, definitely got me. Just saying. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> a lot of like, desert. They'll never find um, us. There were only two white people here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the little part at the very end of the film where Perot kind of goes back to the Oat Club to meet up with um, the, uh, the singer. Salome. Salome that's yeah. her. Uh, and just kind of to see if there's a chance to maybe something happens there because he kind of let that slip through his hands to begin with. Um, I like based that off scene. of his past. I actually like that. Yeah, and then he shaved good. his mustache so he's not trying to hide anymore. So, yeah, and nobody, oh, nobody recognized him at the same time. So, though I, though I kind of want him to grow up. I'm like, grow it back, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. Grow I was like, back. You please grow grotesque. Please grow back. That scar is fucking yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Again, no way the mustache would cover that. I'm just saying. No, that's the first thing Mikey brought up. Mikey was like, that can't. That's not impossible. I was like. Get all the way off my back right now, Mikey. Yeah, he could have. He could have done a little something better with the makeup to match the mustache. I mean, because right? then, truthfully, we'd be able to see that scar through that mustache sometimes, and we'd never like, yes, I don't or it would, scar. dude. It, the the way the scar pokes out like into his cheek, you, you would see part he of it. Had, I'm just saying, he had a scar in his cheek itself. There was like a y- yes. I mean, that was just missing when he had the mustache. My point exactly. To That's build, what I brought up, no but I was like. I'm getting nitpicky at this point. Whatever, man. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? What are you gonna say? Well, all right, Marco. Another thing, just to ask you: wh- Did you find this film enjoyable enough that you'd want to see more Perot films, more of Ag- Chris, uh, Agatha Christie's books, you know, adapted to film? Yes, I think Kenneth Branagh had a, a better feel for it this time around, and if he continues this and keeps it this interesting and and have it be very character focused like this one was it would it would be very interesting because obviously with some of these movies they, they tend to to slow down and pace you know while you're trying to discover the mystery so you have to rely on these characters to carry the movie and i think he did it well with this one and if he if he continues to do that with the with the sequels then then yeah i'd be interested to see it again and i and again the um the beginning of the movie, that flashback made me actually care for the character Pro. So yeah, and more spectrum. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd want to see more of this as well. I, again, I thought the fact that a fi- even a film like this being made is was great, and I am hopeful that it did well enough to warrant even more sequels for it. Yeah, just grow the mustache back, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely grow the mustache back. James, uh, any other thoughts on Perot or just on the films in general? No, it's a solid movie. I think it's a good mystery. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it's a film that is is kind of an old school kind of feel to it. Like you said, like Who Done It? We don't get a lot of those. So, if you're into those kind of movies, I would say yeah, check it out. I, I think all three of us had a pretty enjoyable time seeing it. So, it's definitely a movie. Uh, check it out. So, yeah, agreed. All right, so that is the end of the podcast. Podcast number one eighteen. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, feedback, response, and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out 
on our social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Like James is saying, follow, like us, share our posts. Again, we're liking the interactions we're getting with some of you. We're getting more comments. We're getting uh, more mentions. So keep that up. We really appreciate it. Also, if you're if you listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time listening to us, well then, welcome. They're not always this wild. We're doing something special, you know, with the Francis Ford Coppola corner. But uh, thank you for giving us a shot. We hope you stay with us for the long run. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Definitely. So tune into episode 119, our next podcast, where we'll be reviewing the new DC film, The Batman. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And a very sober Nabil. Have a great one. (laughs) You silly gooses. Bye-bye.